Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday. Thank you for joining me. Rohan should be here in just a second. We're going to be going over the final 53. They haven't made all the cuts yet, so we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff as we go. We're going to go over what they've done so far, what we anticipate. Rohan's going to be here in just a second. We also got a lot of other things to talk about, so it should be a good show for you guys. Stick around. I'm going to run the intro, and I'll be right back. You're down. You're down. You're down. You're down. You're down. What's going on, everybody? I have Rohan backstage. I'm about to pop him on in just a second. want to let you guys know. We got a lot to talk about. Final 53, they made some cuts. They got a lot more to do. So most likely we'll be breaking news here on the live stream. Let me go ahead and pop in my guy, Rohan. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back here. I got you. I got you on the uh, let me adjust this stuff real quick. Yeah, I got you on the uh, new layout here. Let me see how he looks. Let me see. Hey, there it is. I like the layout. I like the layout. Yeah, man. Nice to see you, dude. How you doing? Doing good. I mean, the 49ers, 53-man roster, we're still, you know, getting some of the information, clearing it all out. But uh... you're muted. You're muted, brother. Oh, there we go. 49ers, 53-man roster. I mean, a lot of information, but glad that, you know, we're talking about it now. We're, we're really getting the information out now. And so glad to break it all down now. Yeah, man, me too. Looking forward to it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here. Uh, real quick, Mason Rice says, Ryan, you still doing the Madden thing the night before each game? I'm thinking about it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I think it would be fun, but it's a lot uh, to go into it just because of my layout and situation and technology and all that good stuff. But we still might do it, man. Stay tuned for that information. Dean Law says, yo. Uh, Gary Strain says, ball cut. All right, let's go. What up, Ryan G and Rohan? Case 49 is here in the building. All right, Ro. Well, there's some still information leaking out here as we speak. Um, Pretty sure, yeah. So they announced the cuts. So kind of, we have to kind of create our own list. Okay, I got moment. you. Let, let's do this. Okay. I got I got a list for us. So hold on, let me pull it up. So they did just announce the cuts. 
Yeah, but at the moment, um, based on my knowledge, Brandon Allen made the fifty-three man roster. That was uh, one of the one of the the interesting ones. So I have three quarterbacks. The running back room is the same. They went nine deep at offensive line. Matt Pryor, Nick Sakel, Jason, uh, uh, Jalen Moore all made the fifty-three. You look at defensive line, they went younger. Kalia Davis, Robert Beal both made the 53. You see Austin Bryant and uh, Austin Bryant and uh, Kerry Hyder get cut. So I think they're at nine on D-line. Hold and on. Then- let's, let's do position by position. So first we got quarterback, which is Brock Pretty, Sam Donald, Brandon Allen. They kept all three. I believe so. Yeah. Based on my information right now, I believe they have kept all three quarterbacks. Okay. What other position group you got? Running back remains the same. Um, receiver, I believe it's six. So they cut Chris Conley. They cut Willie Sneed, but both could be back on the roster sooner than later, depending on what yeah. they do. As soon as tomorrow, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go paste this over here. I'm gonna, so we have it laid out for everybody. Yeah. I mean, so I, I had anticipated they were going to uh, keep Ray Ray, Danny Gray, Ronnie Bell, Juwan Janice Debo, and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Did they announce uh, whether they cut? I'm assuming they're cutting Anthony Miller and, and Daz Newsom, right? Anthony Miller was cut earlier today. Daz Newsom, I believe, was also cut. So, yeah, they're both gone. Okay. And then those are possible, possible uh, practice players. So, excuse me, guys. I'm just uh, trying, to get my, trying to get my info right here. It bugs me when it's not correct. All right. So, so as far as uh, wide receiver and quarterback, we got that. Tight ends, did they announce that yet? So Cameron Latu is going on season-ending IR. The 49ers are stashing him for the 2023 season. They are going with four tight ends. Ross Dwelly made the 53-man roster. Troy Fumagalli was cut. We'll see what they do with him. Wow. But it's going to be George Kittle, Braden Willis, Ross Dwelly, and Charlie Warner at the moment, according to what the 49ers announced. Honestly, man, I would have kept uh, Fumagalli over, over Charlie Warner, but – um, we'll get to our thoughts because I have very similar uh, thoughts. I'm not a, really a big fan of that move, but uh, we'll see what they can do. Yeah, there's already some moves that I'm not comfortable with. And I'll make this bigger for you guys as we go. I'm just I'm trying to make everything uh, simple so we have it. Fullback, I saw that they call they, <clears throat> they got rid of Jack Galetto. That was my, like, uh, you know, uh, bold prediction that he might make it, but it looks like that's not um, a possibility. I didn't think it was likely, but I thought it, it was a possibility. Do you think he's going to make it through to the practice squad, bro? That's going to be a challenge. You know, that's the question that honestly, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the answer to that specifically because for me, the 49ers, well, they were one team interested in, but several teams were interested in that fullback. And Jack Coletto is a young fullback that a lot of teams can understand. They have four years of team control for. There mm-hmm. were four or five other teams reports said that were in on him at the end of the draft in 2023. Uh, the earlier this off season, this is a this is a, a a one that the 49ers are kind of going to have to pray and see because I don't I don't necessarily know. It depends on whether the teams have an established fullback on their roster now or whether they really want to roster one or try and sign them to the practice squad. I think he makes the practice squad if you know if if if, if teams are trying to go through it. But this is one that's a challenge. Okay, all right. Let's talk halfback, man. Brian Hill, Jeremy Nichols. They, did they already cut those guys? Yeah, they were both cut. The 49ers going with four halfbacks to match the one fullback. Okay, so no surprises there at all. Um, so offensive line, they got Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brunel, Spencer Burford, Colt McKivitz. I imagine they kept John Feliciano, Jalen Moore. Is that it? 
They did. They kept Matt Pryor, and they also kept Nick Zakel. They went nine deep at offensive line. Are you kidding me? So they kept Nick Zakel over Ilm Manning. Correct. Holy moly, man. I would not have done that myself. That's another one, Ilm Manning. Uh, I mean, look, I know a lot of us, you know, we fall in love with practice players, and we think that um, they're all going to make the team. And odds are they're not going to get snatched up, most of these guys. But Il Manning and and Jack Coletto are two guys that I think could could actually be snatched up. So we're going to have to see how that how that goes. All right, so we got the offense done, brother. Um, and we're going to review all this after we get it figured out here on the spreadsheet. But corners, who do we got, man? They kept Isaiah Oliver. They did keep Isaiah Oliver. Instead, cut Deshaun Jameson. The 49ers going with five cornerbacks this year instead of six and hoping Jameson makes the practice squad. Bro, are you kidding me? So they cut Deshaun Jameson and Quantrez Knight and kept five, one of them being Isaiah Oliver. Uh, that does not sit well to, sit well with me, man. How do you feel about that move? I'm surprised because I uh, heard from a person that Deshaun Jameson was on the verge of making the roster last night. So my mind, you know, my mind did a 180 when I heard about what was it 30 minutes ago that he was getting cut. So uh, that one was uh, an interesting one to me that uh, this is one that I truly did not expect. I thought they'd keep sticks. So I'm, I'm assuming Anthony Averett and AJ Parker cut. They are both waived as well. Uh, AJ Parker, Parker actually is uh, going on season-ending IR. Uh, so is Averett. Yeah. Averett as well? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So uh, real quick, five corners. I mean, there's one thing that we should probably talk about as well while I'm doing this, and that is that um, – I'm sorry, I messed up my damn sheet here. This is, you know, just today, right? Like – this is actually going to, this thing is probably going to look a lot different tomorrow, I'm assuming. So everyone right. keep that in mind. They can, you know, this is the initial 53, and then they have ways of moving things around. Like one of those examples I heard, they did something with Austin Bryan and Kerry Hyder Jr. They cut those guys. Correct. Because they wanted to, and we'll get to defensive line in a minute, but Robert okay. Beal and Kalia Davis both made the roster because the 49ers did not want to expose them to waivers. Uh, I got it. <clears throat> I got it. Okay. So, uh, Talano, Hufanga, Tashawn Gibson, Jair Brown, and what? George Odom? Is that who they went with? They went with four. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Hawkins also put on season ending IR. Yeah. Okay. Taylor Hawkins. I figured that was going to happen. And then Miles Hartfield just cut, I imagine. He was cut. All right. So, we're getting there, man. We're almost to our final. Uh, and I, I'm assuming <clears throat> I'm jumping ahead here, but I'm curious. I assume they were going to put Moody on the 53 and then they'll probably move him to IR after that, right? Um, it's interesting. They haven't announced uh, whether they're to do that. They've got two options, really. Depends on the kicker that they bring in. Um, you could either have Moody go immediately to IR. Whoever you sign, you sign him to the active roster. He plays the first four games, and then you allow Moody to recover. If mm -hmm. they're very confident in George uh, Jake Moody, though, they could keep him on the pre uh, on uh, you know on the active roster. Sign somebody to the IR or sorry, sign someone to the practice squad. They kick for the first two three weeks. Moody's back before week four. Two options. Okay, but safeties: Talano, Hufunga, Tashawn Gibson, Jair Brown, George Odom. Linebackers: How how are they looking on linebackers? 
five, Marceline McCrary ball was cut. So Oren Burks made it. Marceline McCrary ball was cut. You're going Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Jalen Graham, D. Winters, Oren Burks. Man, that's crazy to me, man. If I'm, if I'm, and they weren't able to trade one of these. So Curtis Robinson and Curtis Robinson was cut. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I misspoke. Uh, uh, they went sixth. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles made the roster. They Got went it. sixth. Yeah. No, no Curtis Robinson. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back right now. I did say that this was going to be the six yesterday. So I messed up a couple of other positions, but I did believe the 49ers would carry six and these would be the six. Well, you beat me because I did not have <clears throat> Flanagan Files making it. I did not have <clears throat> Marcelino McCurry ball cut. Uh, that yeah. is that I didn't expect him to cut um, Deshaun Jameson. I didn't expect him to cut Marcelino McCurry ball. I didn't expect him to cut um, Quantrez Knight. So those two are those those three were all surprises for me. Um, okay, so what are we doing on the D line now? D-line, I believe the 49ers have eight. They went light on D-line for a specific reason. Arik Armstead, Javon Hargrave both made it. Then you have um, Robert Beal made it. Kevin Givens made it. Cleveland Farrell made it. Drake Jackson made it. That is six. T.Y. McGill made it. And then the last guy was Javon Kinlaw. He made it. Austin Bryant was cut. Kerry Hyder was cut. Marlon Davidson was cut. And Alex Barrett was cut. Wow. That's crazy. So they're going to move uh, Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder back, though, probably tomorrow, right? The likelihood is that Kalia Davis and Robert Beal, one of them will likely go on injured reserve for the first four weeks in a way to stash them. The 49ers did not want to lose those two players. Um, Davis played well in the last preseason game against the Chargers. Probably didn't want to lose him. Robert Beal had intriguing traits coming out of college. He was a fifth-round pick for a reason. Didn't want to lose him. Um, the good portion about cutting uh, Austin Bryant, Kerry Hyder, they have more than four years of service in the NFL, which means that they do not go on waivers. They get immediately released into the free agent pool, which makes it an automatic resign. You can have a, a, a kind of a struck out deal ahead of time to bring them back to the 53. Okay. And then Alex Berry said they cut, right? He was cut. Okay, so let me do the let me do my math on this, <clears throat> and then what about Zane Gonzalez? Did they announce they were going to cut season-ending IR? He is also on season-ending IR. Okay, so they will likely release him within the next day or two with an injury settlement. Wow, that's what I figured would happen. Okay, so no and no announcement on Moody yet. Okay, so let me do the math on this, bro. It's three quarterbacks. Six wide receivers, four tight ends, one fullback, four halfbacks, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine seven. Yeah. Seven on the line. So uh should be nine. Uh, uh Nick Sakel made it as well as uh Matt Pryor. That's right. How did that get erased? Nick Sakel. Let me pop that in. I forgot my keyboard went out, dude. It sucks. Killing me. Zakelge and Matt Pryor. All right, so they got nine. I was wrong on that as well. So they went a little thicker on offense than they did. Man, it'd be nice if I could type. <laughs> they, they went thicker thick. on offense, specifically O-line. I had them at eight. The 49ers went nine O-linemen. 
And they went lighter on defense with only five corners and only eight defensive linemen. Wow. But then obviously we got Nick Bosa if he ever comes back. He uh-huh. is a – yeah, since he was on the do not report list, he did not count towards a 53-man spot. Kind of roster politics in a way. He obviously will make it back, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if he was going to sign today or something, you might as well just tell him hold off until tomorrow um, for that advantage. All right, so I think I got everything dialed in <clears throat> accurately. Let me go ahead and – Change this. I'm so weird with this stuff. It bothers me unless it's perfect. All right, so let's dive in deeper, man. This is your 53 for today. Now, keep in mind, guys, this stuff can change. Obviously, something's going to change. Like Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, I don't know how confident I am Brandon Allen's going to still be there. The stuff changes, right? Uh, but maybe he is. Maybe he's there for the season. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, John Jennings, Ronnie Bell, those four will be there tomorrow. I can see something happening with Ray Ray and Danny Gray tomorrow where they put in like a Conley for at least one of them for who is it? Um, Ray Ray. Ray Ray is definitely going to be going on the IR tomorrow, I would imagine. Um, And then they will probably put Conley over there. And if they have to do it to Danny Gray, I imagine they'll they'll activate Willie Sneed. I I imagine Danny Gray is actually the certainty he's going to IR. I, I don't know. I'm not too confident on Ray Ray McLeod's recovery, so I won't speak too well on that. But I would envision a role to IR given the way that it's been reported. would envision mm-hmm. both of them going to IR, and I would envision um, potentially one receiver coming back, one of uh, the two receivers, be that Chris um, Conley or Willie Sneed. Chris Conley or Willie Sneed. The other one likely goes to the practice squad with Tate Martin. Wow. Interesting. So you said, um, I thought Ray Ray had four to eight weeks and Danny Gray was week to week. Is something changed with that? So Danny Gray's injury was like a collarbone, I believe. And that's going to take, that's going to take about two months. At least mm-hmm. uh, that's my belief to it. It's going to take like a little least, bit of time. Some, some joint. Yeah. yeah. It's an AC joint uh, sprain, but it's going, he, he's going to miss regular season time. I think the 49ers would be better off just play, placing him on IR, which is what I expect. McLeod, the reason that I said I'm uncertain is because he himself said to Kyle Shanahan, don't count me out yet. I could be ready for the season. So right. that is the reason, but I still think the 49ers could place him on IR, allow him to recover and have Ronnie Bell or well, not just Sean James anymore, but have somebody in there as the returner. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, that was all kind of expected. No surprise there. Here's where I'm a little surprised. George Kittle, Brad, uh, Braden Willis, I expected. Ross Dwelly, I expected. Why do the 49ers like Charlie Warner? Like, what do they see that I don't see? Um, I can explain this. I'm actually surprised that Ross Dwelly made it, but um, the reasoning is he's the guy with the playbook, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I do actually see a comment, and there is one comment, uh, one thing that I did mess up. I think I said T.Y. McGill. I had meant Kalia Davis. Um, him and Robert Beal were the two that made it. Uh, McGill was cut. Oh, okay. So Kalia Davis is on here. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Let me see. T.Y. McGill was released. Yeah, the 49ers went eight deep at D-line. McGill likely a practice squad candidate at this point. Kalia Davis. I don't even know where I ha- if I have him anywhere. Oh, it's in. interesting. Yeah, man, this is a – I gotta get my I gotta get my bearings here and get everything figured out, but uh, definitely some surprises for me. Um, I guess I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. 
Um, but you said Kalia Davis. Where, I don't even have him on here. Let me type him on here. Yeah, he's the he's the eighth defensive lineman. But while you type that in, you talk. We'll start with the tight end group. That's where you were pointing. Braden Willis, Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner, and George Kittle. You asked me why do the 49ers see in Charlie Warner? Honestly, I honestly thought he was one of the uh, the more likely guys to make the roster, despite there being a competition at tight end. And I think the 49ers realized well. I, I like the move. I predicted that they were going to put Cameron Latu on IR yesterday when we were on the stream on season-ending IR. Just stash him for 2024. He's not going to be able to help you even when he returns in 2023. Let him have a reset. Stash him for 2024, and it allows you to bring in another tight end. Warner, personally, the reason that I think he'll actually see a higher role than people anticipate, he's the best blocker of the group, and the 49ers really value run blocking. And the number one thing that you need – in, in order to play, even as a tight end for this 49ers as a receiver, is the ability to block, which is why I envision Charlie Warner being the starting tight end two behind George Kittle in those two tight end sets come week one because he's got the best ability to block right now, and he provides the 49ers some consistency. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I thought, you know, coming into the season, I thought uh, Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly were done deal. Um but does not looks like they're safe. They're back again. Um, all right, and then we got Kyle Juszczyk, the most highest paid fullback in the NFL. I don't know. I'm a little bitter about Kyle Juszczyk, man. I, I think he's a good player, obviously, but damn, it's crazy to me to spend that much on a fullback when we're complaining about salary cap all the time. But I'll leave that for next year when I think it's going to be more crucial because they're not going to pay that guy $7.5 million. I refuse to. I refuse to accept that that's actually going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, halfbacks, man, no surprises. <clears throat> CMC, who do you think – who's second right now on the, on, the, on the depth chart? Elijah Mitchell. I mean, excuse me, who's third? It's going to be CMC, Elijah Mitchell. Who do you think's third? Is it Mason or TDP? If I were to guess, I would put Tyron Dave's price on there just solely due to the fumble issues. Yeah. However, I do think it will be situational football. Um, Mason has shown a little better receiving possibility. You're not going to put TDP out there on first uh, on uh, on third downs. Uh, he can't pass block. Unfortunately, he has really been poor in pass blocking, despite that being a strength in college. You're not going to put them hit him him out there on third downs. So I think it's more so situational. Um, but would say at least for the early down work, you might consider TDP more. Give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And Mason's fumble issues this, uh, this camp. But overall-wise, probably Mason. Okay, so let's talk about this offensive line, man. Uh, obviously, Trent Williams, you know, we knew that. <laughs> we, we knew he was safe. Uh, Aaron Banks, Jake Brindle, Spencer Burford, Colton McKivitz, no surprises. Feliciano making it, no surprises. Jalen Moore did not look so hot to me during uh, the preseason. But I actually figured that they were going to keep him anyways. Uh, Nick Zakelge was one of the worst offensive linemen on the 49ers during the preseason. I have no clue what this guy is doing on the team right now over a guy like Il Manning. Rohan, can you explain what the hell is going on? Yeah, I mean, I can understand it why over Il Manning. I don't know if I can truly justify why on the roster. So why the Il Manning case? Il Manning's interesting. And I'll, I'll preface it with this. I had Il Manning making my 53, but my reasoning was not necessarily – it was – against roster politics, which a lot of my reasoning for the other positions was the reason being, I, I just went based on pure talent. I didn't think this room was talented. Uh, I, I don't think the backups are that talented on this team. And yeah. so I went with a guy who was flashed, but also a guy who potentially could be claimed. That's the thing. That's the reasoning behind me going with Neil Manning. However, the 49ers don't envision Neil Manning as a tackle. And the issue is he's going to need some seasoning at guard. He hasn't played guard this entire offseason, and that's where the 49ers really view him as a, as a future piece. You can't trot him out there in an NFL game at the moment, unfortunately, because he's too small to play tackle, and that's the only position that he's repped, specifically left tackle this offseason. When you look at the depth charts, the 49ers consistently had him with the third-team offense. Saw some reps with the second-team offense, but consistently with the third-team offense, they don't view him as an NFL-ready piece at guard, which is the position they're going to want him to play. I see him as a potential guy like Jason Poe. You cut him year one, you transition him to the inside, whereas Poe automatically was on the inside. Him and Poe are in a similar trajectory. Poe didn't make the team because he can't play guard. He's going to have to play center in the NFL because of his size and because of his arm length. Manning didn't make the team because he can't play tackle. He's going to have to play on the interior, although he did look good at tackle against third stringers. He's going to have to play guard or center, at least with the 49ers. And Chris Forster has been a big proponent of that kind of mold. He wants guys who have good arm length, good, uh, you know, good measurables in order to fit at certain positions. That's the reason Neil Manning got cut. I like I like Forster a lot, but put Neil Manning in for Nick Sakelge. If you want him to play guard, make him be guard. Nick Sakelge 
Man. I mean, I personally, I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't, I, I just wouldn't use the spot. Why, why? I don't, I don't think there's a value in using nine spots when you don't have nine good players. Nick Sakelge is going to get cooked if he plays. He is going to be on his back the entire game. He's going to be holding guys. He is not, I mean, shit, sorry, Nick Sakelge, but dude, what I saw from you against second and third stringers was not it, man. I'm, I'm just not understanding it. To me, here's the thing is I hate roster politics, Rohan. Let the best player win. I don't give a shit about who you drafted, where you drafted, what the contract is. Let the best player play. Keep the best players, man. Quit BSing around. And that brings me to the next position group, corners. What the hell, man? Isaiah Oliver showed us nothing in the preseason. He showed us nothing in training camp. And Quantrez Knight was the highest rated DB in the NFL during the preseason. And they cut him. You don't think other teams are going to notice? I feel like Quantrez Knight and Neil Manning are guys that might get snatched up. What do you now? Think? Personally, I've revisited it. I don't think Neil Manning gets snatched. I do think the 49ers are fine in cutting him. I revisited it compared to my thoughts yesterday and the uh, the days leading up to it. I just think that size. When uh, it's a similar case, I thought Poe could have gotten snatched up last year, but the the true reality is every NFL team thinks like how Chris Forster thinks. That size is imperative, and they're going to only want these unique commodities on the practice squad, not on the regular roster. And so I don't think El Manning uh, gets snatched. Quantrez Knight is an interesting case because he played well. He did play well this offseason. I had him as my, you know, I, I, I thought you could definitely make an argument. And I said this both in my article and in my streams. If, I, if it's me, if it's up to me, I don't involve roster politics. Instead, I go with the six guys that I believe can help you, but also I – I value this year and the year's future. I don't see value in Isaiah Oliver being on this team if he's not a starter. There's no, you're not developing him. He's he's a veteran who's gone in 2024. I personally don't see value in Isaiah Oliver being on this team if he's not going to play. I don't think you should have those backup spots for intriguing candidates that could still develop. And that's what Contras Knight is to me. But yeah. the way the 49ers think about it, it's 2.9 million in guaranteed money that they're paying him. Likely can't cut him because of that reason. He's a Steve Wilkes guy. And they said they want to implement that dual nickel kind of role, playing him against the bigger possibilities. The I only guess- reason why you have a dual nickel is because your your main nickel, Isaiah Oliver, is not good enough to play the whole time. Like that that's yeah. what this is really about. This is roster politics. Uh, Steve Wilkes brought him over, and so they, they paid him all this money, hyped him up, he didn't perform. Now they're like want trying to save face, keeping him on the team. Because if they cut him, it would look bad, but they would save $240,000 and they would clear a spot for a better player like Quantrez Knight. This is a stupid move, in my opinion. Maybe Isaiah Oliver will prove it wrong throughout the season. Season and Isaiah Oliver was not good, to put it politely. So I don't like this move, man. I'm sorry. I don't like it. And I mean, it's it's one where if Quantrez Knight makes the practice squad, you're fine, right? He he he's there. He'll he'll be on the roster, and he'll he'll be rostered in 2024. He's going to essentially take over Isaiah Oliver's roster spot, and he'll mm-hmm. be rostered in 2024. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. I think the I think the one thing about Quantrez Knight that could you know alleviate him from being stashed is I don't know if teams truly know how to use Quantrez Knight. Because he was a guy who played at the nickel last year, did not look great at nickel. And the issue with Contras Knight, the one issue that teams might, you know, take um, 
uh, taken into account is his hips. He has tighter hips because he's more of a nickel safety hybrid. At least that's what he's primed to be in the NFL. And so that's the one thing where if you have a player who's like on the roster bubble, but also in limbo of potentially playing one spot or another, but you don't truly know where to do it. NFL teams aren't going to take him because they, they don't know how to, they just don't know how to use the player. I personally think the 49ers will be fine in helping him you like in, in terms of utilizing him. It's just making it to the practice squad. That one, I don't know, but that's the one solace of hope in that why Quantra's night could make, uh, you know, clear it through waivers. Uh, somebody asked if I got my super chats back. I won't have them back until November 16th, but I believe Rohan, you're, you're monetized, right? I am. So if you want super chats, if you want your comment featured on here, um, go over to my channel, same stream. You can go ahead, you can throw it in there and uh, we'll definitely uh, answer them all. Yeah. You can, if you guys want a super chat, you can go to Rohan stream, pop them on there and they'll show up here. Uh, yeah. I won't be uh, able to do super chats until, uh, November 16th, unfortunately. Anyways, That's back to this, man. Yeah. So <clears throat> you mentioned that Isaiah Oliver is a cross between safety and uh, corner, I meant Quantra's right? night. Quantra's night. Quantra's yeah. night. That's what I meant. Sorry. Uh, that's exactly why you keep him. Talanoa Hufunga is nursing a uh, Baker cyst on his knee. And if, if, if he goes – It's so underreported. That is huge. Huge. And so you got a guy like Quantra's night who could – be an emergency, you know, backup safety if he needs to be. I just don't get it, man. Now, if it works, if it all works out, right, like if they get him back on the practice squad, it's not a big deal. But I don't know. To me, I feel like NFL teams are aware of the highest rated defensive back in the NFL during the preseason uh, out of all the rookie defensive backs. I mean, or I think it was all defensive backs, not just rookies. Um, just as crazy to me, man. Uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out. I really hope they get uh, – Jack Coletto back. I mm. hope they get Ill Manning and I hope they get Quantrez Knight. Those are some of the guys that, that it's bothering me a little bit. Also, let's talk about linebackers here. Front cut though, we didn't talk about real quick. Deshaun Jameson. What did you think about that? Deshaun Jameson. Yo, yeah, like that's another one. Like I really expected. I thought that was going to be the one undrafted free agent that made the team. Uh, he showed a lot of talent at corner. He showed he looked like the best return man. On the team, that's another one. I had to make. I had them keeping six, and uh, I had them keeping six. No Isaiah Oliver. I had them with Deshaun, and I had them with Quantrez. To me, those are the six best DBs. I'm surprised they're only going with five. Maybe after tomorrow that changes, because five's not a lot of defensive backs. Um, they're going to need to get some of these guys back on the practice squad. And I just, I'm not sure. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Deshaun Jameson gets picked up by somebody. I mean, I know it's not likely that all these guys get picked up. I get it. But Deshaun Jameson showed me a lot. So did Quantrez Knight. Not happy with sacrificing those two for a guy who did not show anything in Isaiah Oliver. So if this guy's getting cooked all year long, we're going to remember this day. And Steve Wilkes is going to take a little heat. So I'm saying with Kyle Shannon and John Lynch because they're allowing it. But yeah, anyways, frustrating, man. Let's let's talk about safety. I don't think we did, and then we'll get to linebacker, um, linebackers. Talanoa and Gibson, great job. Jair Brown, who I was really high on when they drafted him. He didn't look bad at all by any means. He flashed a couple times, but I didn't really see a ton from him in the preseason. But I still have confidence that he can develop. George Odom, I think that he's just one of these roster politic guys. But if, luckily for him, Taylor Hawkins got hurt. I was big on Taylor Hawkins, but based on what the 49ers are doing, they probably would have kept George Odom anyways, just because it seems like they like guys that are just familiar uh, with everything rather than 
who's performing in the preseason. What do you think about George Odom, special teams guy? I think that the 49ers truly do value special teams, and they're trying to improve that facet of their team. At mm-hmm. least they found out after two years ago when that team was when that special teams unit was abominable uh, back in 21. You know, and it cost them games. You know. I think they wanted to value that. And that's why you see signings like McLeod, like George Odom, like Oren Burks. And I think those team, those guys are important. Um, I don't think George Odom, I think he was a lot to make the roster. If you see his cap hit, it's a significant cap hit to let him go. It's around $2.25 million. Um, I do think the 49ers could have tried though, if they wanted. And if, you know, if they wanted to, and if Taylor Hawkins hadn't gotten hurt, that makes for an intriguing, intriguing conversation because Steve Wilkes liked Taylor Hawkins. And so I think they could have found a way to stash him on IR, but I think the 49ers did the right move. You stash him anyway, because he's on season ending IR doesn't take a 53 man spot. And Hawkins jumps in the group next year because Sean Gibson likely isn't here in 2024. Yeah. I like Hawkins, man. I think he's going to be a player one day. So, all right, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Jalen Graham, uh, D winners. Uh, so we got two rookies, right? That's great. Um, Warren Burks who is a special teamer, uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. I, honestly, I'm, I'm a little upset when it comes to Marcelino McCrary ball. To me, he looked like he earned a spot. He's to me, is, he's better than Flanagan fouls. I know they've had him on the team forever. So it just it seems like a more familiar player to them. A guy they trust. Oren Burks is here for special teams, obviously, but I, I really thought um, that Marcelino McCrary ball earned a, a chance on this team what do you think i actually did not i i thought that this was okay. going to be the six and that's mm-hmm. interesting that's the one guy of like the the guys that i thought you know could have earned a spot that's the one guy that i was a little less tempered on because i thought el manny could earn a spot he made my initial 53 um i could i thought deshaun jameson was going to earn a spot he made my 53 and i also heard that he was going to make the team and then i thought uh the other guy that we were just talking about could have made a uh, the roster as well but Marceline McCurry Ball, um, I think he clears waivers, and I don't, I don't think that um, he gets claimed. We'll, we'll see. But he, the preseason and the end of training camp wasn't as high on him um, in the way that he plays. And I think that, I mean, I've been a big Marceline guy. I, I was big on him. I thought he was one of the top five guys that we got in the undrafted pool last year, and it was pretty high on him going into last year. Um, he barely missed out on the 53, and I think he barely missed out this year as well. But I think if the 49ers, I think he he could just use a little more seasoning. Um, DFF, a solid special teamer, but I, I don't think he's that special necessarily. But I also think that two reasons. One, I think he's a little more ready right now than Mark McCrary Ball. Not as high of a ceiling. I think he's a little more ready, but two, roster politics. He's a $1.25 million cap hit. It's really hard to release, or dead cap hit. Really hard to release that. And so I think the 49ers had this plan all along that this was going to be their six. Maybe they would have carried five if the two rookies hadn't flashed. And then McCrary Ball cracks the fold in 2024. All right. So uh, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Robert Bill Jr., Kevin Gibbons, Cleland Farrell, Drake Jackson, Kalia Davis, and Javon Kinlaw. That's your D-line, 53, minus Nick Bosa, who will be added to this at some point. When he signs, I'm assuring, uh, I'm assuming he's going to sign at some point. So, what do you think about this D line and their ability to stop the run? Rohan, who's your best run defender on on here? Was it Eric Armstead? He is the only really solid run defender on this team. Yeah. Um, Kinlaw probably is number two, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, I would probably put Kinlaw too. 
And they got ran over in the preseason, dude. That I'm I'm worried about the run defense for the 49ers this year. Are you concerned about that? I am, but I'll be I'll be honest. I don't hate what they did at defensive line. I don't like what they did at offensive line, and I don't hate what they did at defensive line. The reason being the 49ers aren't as deep at defensive line as they've been in the past years. And I'm glad that they didn't fall for the trap of going for 10 or 11 defensive linemen and, and yeah. only went with eight because it, there's no need to overstock on talent that you don't believe truly should make the 53 man roster just because right. you've had good talent at the position in the past. The 49ers are not nearly as deep as they were last year. Last year, they weren't as top heavy because they didn't have a guy like Javon Hargrave, not that star. So now you have three stars, but you don't have that many, that much depth. 49ers don't really have that much depth here. I'm expecting Beal, uh, maybe uh, Cleo Davis as well, to hit IR. You bring back Austin Bryant, that's, you know, one guy. And then Kerry Hyder, another guy. Those guys can, you know, they have some edge flexibility. Um, so, you know, uh, th those are, that's going to be your group. But it's not really that strong of a group. It'll be nine defensive linemen once Nick Bosa comes back. Not really that strong of a group. Glad they didn't overboard here at defensive line and waste positions. Instead, that could have gone to other positions. Okay. Yeah, that part makes sense, man. Let's. Uh, you, you've done a great job with this. Let's just really quick go over. Um, so it looks like Jake Moody is going to be IR. Tabor Peppers on the squad. Mitch Wisnowski. They'll probably sign a kicker, I'm assuming, and, and do something with Moody at that point. Real right. quick, uh, Alfredo Gutierrez is here. He's got the international exception, so he's definitely going to be on the practice squad. Uh, they're hoping Quantrez Knight makes it through. I'm sure Leroy Watson will. <clears throat> Tay Martin will. I think Tay Martin has a, a good opportunity next year to make the team because uh, out of those four receivers, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Juwan Jennings, and Ray Ray, I can guarantee you at least two of them will be gone next year, if not three. Um, so there's yep. going to be a, a lot of offers. Yeah. Uh, Il Manning, <clears throat> another guy I hope makes it through. I really do. Um, but if, if he does, then they can sign him to the practice squad. I don't, I'm not worried about Jason Poe or Joey Fisher getting snatched up. Uh, Jack Coletto worries me a little bit. Chris Conley and Willie Sneed. I think Willie Sneed. I safe. think they're immediate cuts. So if the 49ers yeah. want to bring him back, they, you, you, they have the service time. They go straight to free agency. Got it. Okay. So Chris Conley and Willie Sneed will most likely be back tomorrow. Anthony Miller, Daz Newsom. Do they want Anthony they Miller on this? They won't they even won't make be back. Um, yeah. I my my uh, assumption is that Conley and Sneed, one of them make the fifty-three, one makes the practice squad, and you have two practice squad receivers between one of these guys and Tamar. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, Troy Fumagalli, what do you think is going to happen with Troy? Would have liked him to make the fifty-three. If I'm being honest, thought he yeah. was better than Ross Dwelly. Yep. Seems like you're. Uh, practice squad tight end um he's probably the one that you keep uh if he if he if he chooses not to sign elsewhere um he's the one that you know uh you keep on the practice squad he could field interest though i wouldn't be surprised if he makes a 53 elsewhere yeah me either man uh he looked like outside of kittle he looked like the second best tight end during the preseason um jeremy nichols brian hill any chance they those guys make it back to the practice squad Oh, they could. I mean, it, I, I would prefer the 49ers go with a younger option at, at running back for the practice squad. Um, a, a guy who we kind of forgot about, but I think could make it back, Kevin Laybourne. Um, the 49ers released him, said, go ahead, see if you can make an opportunity elsewhere. I think yeah. they bring him back, though. Uh, I think mm -hmm. they bring him back. He's their practice squad running back this year. Yeah, I think they cut him early to do him a favor. Uh, to see if he can get an opportunity. But, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be coming back if he's not. And he didn't sign anywhere else, right? 
No, he did not. I, at least not nothing reported heavily. So mm-hmm. I was checking. He did not, though. Okay. Corey Luciano, I didn't think was any good, personally. Keith Ishmael, I didn't think was any good. I'm not sure they have a chance for the practice squad, do you? I personally would not keep either. Uh, watched them throughout training camp, really did not like uh, – they both have snapping issues, and I don't think they're that great. Yeah. Just to have Jason Poe at center in the practice squad, that's your guy. Develop him for a full year. Him and Manning. give them both center and garden reps. Make sure that they can both, at least one of them, have the opportunity to play center. That's the only way, really, that Poe makes this roster next year. And yeah. Manning, if he has that flexibility for guard center flexibility, gives him a better shot as well. Agreed. Deshaun Jameson is a guy they're really hoping doesn't get snatched up. I can promise you that, man. He looks super talented, and I'm, I thought he was going to be, you know, one of the underdogs that made the team. Miles Hartsfield, I didn't see much from. I don't know if they're going to keep no. him around. What do you think? I don't think he keeps around. I would be intrigued because, um, honestly, I thought Jameson was the week one returner. So if I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets called up week one, week two, and yeah. uh, returns for them week one and week two. I hope so, man. Hopefully, he makes it through. Uh, Marlon Selena McCurry Ball is another guy they probably hope makes it through. Same with Curtis Robinson, I would imagine. Uh, I thought Marlon Davidson looked really good when I watched him. I'm actually surprised that I, I thought he looked better than Kinlaw. I think that might be another roster politics thing, if I'm being honest. What did you think about Marlon Davidson versus Kinlaw? I thought he was solid, too. Um, I, I did like what I saw. Maybe they value Kinlaw's run defense maybe a little more. Um, and they maybe they're a little more. Uh, I think Davidson can make it back because he's mm-hmm. he's been jumped around a couple of teams. But he was a former second round pick. Wouldn't be surprised if they keep him on the practice squad. See if they can make something out of him this year. Um, because you know if you talk about the defensive linemen, like I said, it's not that talented of a group. So mm-hmm. some of the guys in the practice squad take a flyer on like a Marlon Davidson. You don't roster too many on the practice squad anyway this year. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. All right, and so Austin Bryant, Kerry Hyder are supposed to be back on the team tomorrow. I have T.Y. on here, but he's actually on the team, right? No, T.Y. is on the practice. Uh, he, he got cut, so he's on Okay, Alex Barry. But Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder are supposed to be back on the team by tomorrow on the 53rd. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's the roster, guys. I don't know, man, a lot of mixed emotions there. I mean, not a ton, not a ton of surprise makes as much as surprise. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Surprise cuts for me. Um, surprise the one that The one yeah. make I'll honestly disagree with is Brandon Allen. The 49ers should not have rostered three QBs. What's your take on that? Uh, I'm with you, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks got cut today. Like, I think there's plenty of talent. If one of these guys gets hurt, you can just make a phone call and pull him in. But, yeah, I agree. I, I did not have Brandon Allen, like, making this as possible, but I didn't think it was likely. The, the one surprise make for me, man, is Nick Sakelch. I thought he was oh, awful. that's another one. Mm-hmm. I thought he was awful, like absolutely awful, and he made the team. It's such a shocker to me, dude. Um, so I that- think they must have heard some news that he was going to get claimed. I honestly don't know why because he's he's a stash as well. He's a 2024 guy. I doubt he sees the field in 2023. I honestly think the 49ers are going to sign some offensive lineman ahead of the year. I, I mm-hmm. would uh, like – I don't think they're that sold on Moore and Pryor. Pryor looks solid in the preseason. I don't think that they're that sold on Moore and Pryor. Or, you know, Feliciano is the one guy I think that they are that are comfortable with because of the money they paid him. So wouldn't these be guys these yeah. guys are none of these guys are should they should be comfortable with any of these guys. Jan Lamar didn't look good. Nick Sakels looked horrible. Matt Pryor was like, eh. Even John Feliciano was disappointing for me in this preseason. I was like really big on him when they signed him. I was excited about it, but I didn't see anything good from him during the preseason. So uh, Niners should be concerned about their depth. If, I mean, if you guys pray, I'm not a prayer, to be honest, but if you are, pray for these five guys. Make sure they stay healthy because if they don't, I feel like the Niners are in trouble, man. And then the other surprise is Isaiah Oliver. I thought he was really bad in – did not expect him to make the team. And I'm really surprised that Quanchez Knight didn't make the team as well as Deshaun Jameson. But we're going to have to see how it shakes out tomorrow. Obviously, these things can change, right? It's Tuesday. They do these things for certain reasons because they think certain guys will not get snatched up and then they put them back on the team and all this other stuff, IR, pup list. Um, then we got Nick Bostel on the DNR. So that's your 53 for right now. We'll keep it posted. I'll do a refresh maybe next week with Rohan. We'll talk about what the actual – roster looks like next week all right rohan let's talk about some other stuff man if you're down anything else let's on this no we good let's do it all right man so a couple of other things popped up let me go back to my my creative little setting here i don't know why I have you will set up yeah i like it why well, I, I want you bigger right right i want you nice nice big image of rohan for everybody all right man so a couple of different things we just went over the 53 i want to get your take on yesterday this is, you know, I'm not saying he has arm fatigue, but it's just kind of a, a good headline to throw out here. But the 49ers are on record on August 15th telling Matt Mayoko, Kyle Shanahan, saying that Brock Purdy has no more limitations. He's not on a pitch count anymore. 
yesterday in practice, he was on a pitch count. They released, they were asked about it. They said, yeah, he's just on a, on a pitch count like we had planned this whole time. What? I'm confused. First he said he wasn't. Then you said it was the plan the whole time. What's going on here? What do you think this is? I personally think that they honestly relayed information in a poor manner to the media. So there are two different things here. The number one thing on, on the pitch count and really on um, him being limited was him missing a whole day of practice, right? He'd go two days in, two days off, and then it went from two days into one, uh, one day off. And then obviously that entire thing was settled. I think the 49ers insinuated that was the pitch count that they were they were talking about. But obviously when we hear pitch count, we think pitch count when they're playing. And so that's a different thing. The reality is Brock Purdy has actually done this throughout training camp. And I think that this is going to uh, go on uh, till the season. This isn't the reps in like scrimmage. This isn't the reps in 11 on 11s in team drills and things like that. This is the reps in like the individual drills and in the walkthroughs where you're throwing against air. That's where that's what media is able to see right now. They can't really see the, the full portion of practice. They only see the beginning. And in the beginning, even at training camp, this was something I noticed. Brock Purdy did not throw on a lot of these reps, right? It, it's like he, he'd go through the motion. He wouldn't throw the ball. Other quarterbacks would throw the ball. And so that's where I think that this, this pitch count kind of thing is. That's the thing that I think will continue on. Am I concerned? Not necessarily because it's been going on throughout the, the, the course of the offseason. They stopped doing it, though, Rohan, if we're being honest. The, the last two weeks, they didn't do this. right? He did everything that all the other quarterbacks did the last two weeks, and all of a sudden he's not doing it again. So That is true. That is true. Now, again, the one issue is like we don't really get a clear indicator of how Purdy is going to throw in an 11-on-11 setting because we can't watch – nobody can watch practice. The next indicator is week uh, week one. At the moment, I'll say not concerned because we saw him play. You know, uh, we saw him play in the preseason, seemed fine. But until then, until week one, I mean, you've definitely got to monitor these headlines, see how it goes along, because you don't want to see any any form of any form of pitch count before that. And of course, it's not great timing. Understanding the 49ers traded Trey Lance and went through this quarterback dilemma just like three days earlier. Yeah, man. I mean, it, am I? I think I am concerned with him personally because if nothing else, I'm a little frustrated with the communication. Like you're not being clear about things. Um, he, he can't, you can't say he's a hundred percent unless he's able to do everything. So, you know, maybe it's precaution, but if it's precaution, then maybe they're not so sure he's a hundred percent. I don't know. It, it does concern me that we went all in on Brock Purdy without um, – I mean, I don't believe in Sam Darnold. Uh, if, if Trey was there and he was the QB2, then I could at least say, okay, cool, Trey is getting to learn on the job, right? Um, you know, even if we didn't have success while he was learning on the job, at least it was going towards something. But now if something has happens to Brock Purdy, we have Sam Darnold who, to me, has proved who he is for five, six years now. And – I, I don't have any confidence in that. So I don't know. I would just like some clear communication from the 49ers. I think that would be great. Um, and hopefully everything's all right with Brock, man. Um, got some other stuff for you, dude. Jimmy Jeezy, Jimmy Young Jeezy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of his comments uh, today? Did you see those? 
It's funny. Jimmy G's going on a little, you know, press tour. He has an NFL Network uh, interview later today. He's like, shoot, I mean, they screwed up another quarterback situation. I mean, it's 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 my time. It's my time to shine. So I'm not going to lie. I mean I, I, I mean, I don't hate it because he is right. The 49ers screwed it up. And the number one way they screwed it up is by bringing Jimmy G back in 2021. I mean, I made this clear. Uh, to be honest, I don't think that this offseason went the way that I did. Like, I expected this offseason to go in a similar fashion. I expected, like, if you look at the 49ers' plan, it's been going according to their plan in a way, right? Jimmy G starts 21. Lance starts 22. Of course, the injury happened. And then 2023, the uh, party's there. He's the guy. But the issue overall, and I talked about this right when Trey Lance got traded, the issue wasn't them executing the plan. The plan itself was the major blunder. First of all, all the quarterback drama before where they tried to get different, different options, they all they all screwed up, be it backup quarterback options so that they could draft a starter, be it starting caliber options so that they could move off of Garoppolo. They made it so clear they wanted to move off Garoppolo, and then they traded up for a spot, not even a player, for a spot, and then flipped who they wanted to select at three after falling in love with Trey Lance. The whole way that they went about starting this plan and envisioning this plan was absolutely screwed. And the way that it really should have gone is if you're truly committing and letting the world know that you're done with Jimmy Garoppolo, they should have cut him the moment they traded up to three. They should have. And because after you bring Garoppolo back, there's no letting go. You have to start him. He's the better option. And the locker room is completely behind Garoppolo because you allowed that to occur by flipping on what you said two weeks after you traded up. And I mean, two weeks after you drafted him by saying, Jimmy's our guy, it's going to be hard for Trey to you know, beat him out. You let that scenario occur because you kept Garoppolo on the roster. You had to have cut him on March 26th or whenever, once you solidified your quarterback decision, because that was the only way your plan could have been executed to the way that it should have been. Yeah, I agree. And then Tim Kalakami reported today what we all suspected, what we all heard, a lot of us did. Um, he reported that he has a source that told him that a lot of the 49er guys, a lot of the players, George Kittle, Kyle check, were really mad that they were popping in Trey oh, Lance boys. in packages. Um, and they complained about it and they stopped doing it. So Kyle Shannon stopped popping in Trey Lance in during his rookie year. Uh, because George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk didn't like it. Uh, that's why you cut Jimmy G from the beginning. That's why you trade Jimmy G to the Patriots, who were going to offer a second-round pick that year, but you backed out on it. That's why you should have done that, like I said. But, hey, what do I know? Uh, just you, can't, you just could not let it happen to a, fate, uh, to, a, uh, to a point where the locker room could dictate what your quarterback situation was. That's why I think the entire premise of the plan – was the big blunder that the 49ers did. But, I mean, that's all in the rear view. Trey Lance is also now in the rear view. Yeah. And instead, we get to hear the comments coming afterwards. I mean, I mean, in, in Jimmy's case, like, he can talk what he wants to talk about the 49ers organization. Yeah. He, he ain't wrong in that they screwed up the quarterback situation, but he's also a big portion of the reason of why they screwed up the quarterback situation. Yeah, I did find it funny, though. I was glad to hear him say it <laughs> either way. Um, all right. I want to talk about something, man. This is the first time I've talked about it. I want to get your take on it. We all heard the sunk cost fallacy. Well, there's another uh, fallacy that, that people don't talk about, which is the rookie contract fallacy when it comes to quarterbacks. The, so there's been no – first of all, there's been no quarterback, Brock Purdy's age, to win the Super Bowl since Ben Roethlisberger since two, in 2005. He was the last 23-year-old to win a Super Bowl. Outside of that, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is 24, Tom Brady, who is 24, Russell Wilson, who was 25, four quarterbacks. 
in the last 25 years that have won a Super Bowl at that age. A majority of the quarterbacks over the last what, 13 years, three out of the last th- – only three of the last 13 Super Bowl winning quarterbacks were on a rookie contract. Why are the 49ers so focused on finding a quarterback on a rookie contract? It feels like they have everything backwards. I would rather have paid like an Aaron Rodgers what he wants and find a cheaper – give me a defensive end on a rookie contract. When Nick Bosa signs with the 49ers, it's going to be George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, CMC, and Nick Bosa, the bros, right? All four of them are going to be the highest paid players at their position. Uh, and they're, they're going all in on a rookie contract. Quarterbacks in general are better in their second, third contract than they are in their rookie contract. So why are the obsession with a quarterback on a rookie contract? I get it, the money. I get it so you can buy more players. But that's not how you win Super Bowls, man. Explain it to me. I think it's a, I think it's a fallacy, Rohan. So I got two takes on this. One, I honestly don't think when you look back in 2021 in the history that the 49ers had that they were bought in on going with a rookie quarterback. They wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson. What would that have happened? I mean, you need to pay him a big money. They wanted to trade for Matthew Stafford. Right. He gets paid $20 million a year. You know, That's another contract with some big mm-hmm. money. Hell, they called in on Aaron Rodgers the day before the draft when he was a man available. He wanted $50 million. You know, it's not like – I. so the reason I bring it up, I don't think the 49ers were sold on a rookie quarterback or pay, like you know reasoning with themselves to get a rookie contract. But once they did, the entire motion ships. You have to go with what makes best sense for a quarterback on a rookie contract. And I understand the reasoning. Again, it goes back to the plan and the way that their plan worked. Because if they if they move off of Garoppolo in year one, I truly believe that regardless of who they drafted, with the way that you know he would have developed with two years of playing time, that the 49ers would have reached a Super Bowl. But going back to the rookie quarterback process, I do think that there is um, data that proves that you know doing it can at least lead you to the promised land. Because if you look at the last few Super Bowls, really starting, you know, um, uh, at least the data that I look at starts in the 2017 range, which is, what, five, six seasons ago. Are you um, going to tell me stats about them getting there, Rohan? Come on, you're better than I, that. Is that what you're going to just give me? But what I'm going to say is yeah. there's been an infrastructure in place for quarterbacks on a rookie deal because the reason is obviously they take less percentage of the cap other player you have a stronger team around it but the main point of getting a quarterback on a rookie contract is developing them so that you can have an ultimate option that is outplaying their contract value that is the main thing and that's where the 49ers obviously didn't do it because Trey Lance didn't develop but if you look at it right Jalen Hurts just made a Super Bowl He's on a rookie contract in 2022. Joe Burrow was on a rookie contract in 2021. Mahomes was on a rookie contract in 19 and 20. Jared Goff was on a rookie contract in 18. And Carson Wentz, although he did get injured before before, uh, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles went on their Super Bowl run, was on a rookie contract in 2017. Each of the last six Super Bowls, and you can even go back and you know, Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract when they won, uh, when they made it and won a Super Bowl. You can go back and look at historical data. There are teams who have gone to a Super Bowl, at least in recent history, the teams that have gone to a Super Bowl, at least one of them has had a rookie contract. Uh, But the the, the point is, you you can't just say, hi guys, let's get a rookie contract, let's throw it in there and we're automatically going to a Super Bowl. No. The whole point is, the quarterbacks I just named were elite at the time that their teams made the Super Bowl. That's why they're their surplus value over expected given their contract was huge. So to me, I think that overall there is a premise for it, but you have to develop the quarterback in order for that plan to work. And that's why the 49ers have been stuck 
where they were despite having the quarterback on the rookie contract. I don't care about going there, Ron. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I want to win the thing, man. And out of the guys that have won, it's it's only a handful. So, I mean, you're right about getting there. And if that's important to whoever's, uh, you know, watching, maybe that's what's important. It seems like a lot of fans that is important to like, they just want to get there. They want to be competitive and all that good stuff. And that's great. I'm not that guy. I want to win the damn Super Bowl. And we look at Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. The majority of them are older quarterbacks. So uh, just thought I would, you know, uh, but I do love Rohan, man. You, you are seriously like a computer. I don't know if you know that. You're, you you got a great mind, dude. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. to have you, have you on here. And, and we're allowed to disagree. We're allowed to disagree. 100%. Absolutely. That's the whole premise of the show. Now, we do want to give you one point. Um, I think the 49ers, the, like when you look at this quarterback situation, the issue is they have botched it so hard that now it's hard to get a quarterback with a bigger contract like a Kirk Cousins or something like that. Why? Because like you said, what have they done? They've built their entire premise over the last three seasons with a rookie contract in mind at quarterback. So they have now over, not overpaid, but they paid handily at several positions around the board, right? That you have eight or nine max contracts that paying to key players on their team. And that is taking up a majority of their cap space because they're only paying the quarterback a maximum of 5% of the cap. Right. And so when you look at it that way, now you're saying, how can we add in that big time quarterback? Cause the quarterback salary going from 5 million to 40 million, that's a huge jump. You have to account for 35 million, which is more than what the cap itself, the cap increases year to year account for and more than what, you know, the year to year salary increases occur. So that's the tough part. And I think truly if the 49ers want to win a Super Bowl with a big time quarterback like Kirk Cousins, you have to go into it with an all in mentality, understanding that you are screwed in the years after that, because the 49ers can sign Kirk Cousins, backload him on a three year deal, two void years at the end. You go in for 2024. You make sure that you get that Super Bowl, because if not, you're not making it past then. You're not going to have the salary cap to retain a lot of these key players. Well, you could get rid of one Nick Bosa and get, get some trade capital, and that covers everything, right? Or you get rid of that most highest-paid fullback in the NFL. That'll save you 7.5 next year. I don't know. That irks me, to paying that, paying that much money to a fullback who gets like five catches a season. Anyways, man, let me move on to something I'm a little less hostile about. Uh, kickers, man, what, what are we going to do? With, what are the 49ers going to do? If you had to make a prediction right now, who's your week one kicker for the 49ers? It ain't going to be Jake Moody. Uh, at least yeah. that's the way that I look at it. And I mean, kicker is another thing. There are a lot of, uh, like a lot of teams are looking for kickers. There are also a lot of good kickers out there. Like good, I mean, like serviceable NFL kickers. I don't necessarily know the names, but a guy who I wouldn't be surprised with is uh, Brett Maher. Uh, a, a guy in the very similar mold to Jake Moody. Uh, accuracy right now is a question mark. Leg certainly has it, right? Brett Maher was known for kicking those 60-yard field goals and things like that. But, I mean, you can't say that the 49ers didn't botch this quarterback – I mean, this kicker situation for year one at the moment. I mean, they yeah. drafted a third-round pick when they could have gotten taken a tackle who could have probably been a, a long-term developmental option. Um, they could have traded up in the third round. There were a lot of good tackles in that third round uh, that they could have gone off. You, it doesn't even have to be a tackle. You could have selected a kicker in the fifth, sixth round, and you could have still been fine. You know, there are some kickers, undrafted free agents and sixth-round, sixth round, seventh-round guys who are winning their jobs right now. There are yeah. kickers who are winning their jobs outright because they're having good preseasons. Meanwhile, the third round pick right now for the 49ers is in limbo. I'm not shutting anything out on Jake Moody. He could very well be a top five kicker once he returns from his injury. Just 
goes to tell. I mean, so far the initial returns, especially at a position where you don't get any, you don't get any benefit of the doubt. If you yeah. miss, if, if Jake Moody, if this was another kicker, they're cut, they're cut for the 49ers, but the, you know, the roster politics and things like that make it Jake Moody on the roster. Do think though, he is not going to be your week one kicker. 49ers are going to bring in somebody. I don't though think it's going to be Robbie Gould. Want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Robbie Gold. I think there's a lot of ego involved from the 49ers and probably Robbie Gold as well that's going to prevent that from happening. Also, Robbie Gold is going to cost a lot of money. But I, if it was me, I would have just kept Robbie Gold in the first place. I would have drafted Dewan Jones, and you would have had two built-in tackles on the offensive line. I think that would have put you in a lot better position. You didn't have to trade up at all. That's what I would have done. That's what I recommended to the 49ers. They must not be watching my show, Rohan, and it's pissing me off. All right, man, let's move on. Another thing I recommended, I just want to give myself a shout-out because – before the season, I probably talked, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but way back before the draft, I was telling, telling everybody that would listen to the 49ers need to draft Elijah Cooks, wide receiver from San Jose State. He was at Reno, transferred to San Jose. He's phenomenal. Big body receiver, used to play tight end in high school. And Elijah Cooks had the highest rating out of all players in the preseason. Elijah Cooks is a force now in Jacksonville. In the 49ers. He made the team, right? Yes, he made the team. Undrafted, he made the team in Jacksonville. I tried to tell everyone that would listen to get this guy. They didn't listen. Uh, so now he's going to be a star in Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, whatever his name is, I can't think of his damn name. He's going to be throwing him touchdowns all year. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, thank you. Uh, so, damn it. I, I don't know what we need to do to get me to become the GM of the 49ers, Rohan, but I think I think it would be a good idea. Uh, what else you got, man? Plug the channel real quick, dude. I want to. I want you to um, make sure everyone knows where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, we're doing a lot of daily content and uh, weekly content over there. You search up my name on YouTube. You can go out. You can check my channel out. We're doing a lot of content. If you like my thoughts, really appreciate all the support that we've gotten recently with all the views and things like that. Be sure to check us out. Make sure you guys hit a subscribe uh, on our channel. Me and Ryan, though, we're going to be going live a lot this season. Definitely appreciate yeah. him and uh, the chemistry we have. So make sure you are subscribed here as well if you want to see our content later this season as we uh, go along with our weekly shows. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to th like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Make sure you subscribe to Rohan. Rohan's going to be on uh, every Thursday. Possibly the smartest man in the business, Rohan. Chakra. Appreciate that, my man. Yeah, man. Appreciate I appreciate, that. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, man. I got things to do. It's getting hot. I'm going to jump in the pool. Then I'm going to go hang out with the wife, have some dinner. Um, but you guys have a good day. Thank you for tuning in. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.